Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. What they on? All steroids and no carbs. They're the big ass kids. This is Primetime. Prime not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of primetime. You're missing the first hour. You can download that of the Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Patrick Harris here sitting in for Isaac Gropp. Jason Sukanik here as always because he goes to work. It is true. Except, he goes for, to except for next week when I won't be going well, to That's work. all right. I'll be going to Canada. I can't go to Mexico this year. Why not? Couldn't find anyone to watch my damn dog. The, uh, there's some sort can you of take them to Canada. Yeah, I can take them to Canada. Oh, there's okay. some sort of mysterious dog virus going around in Mexico. No, all oh, over. The, oh yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. US. I heard some stuff like in like the west side of Portland. Like some dogs have been getting it. And unfortunately, we know someone who's like dog passed away, and oh. it's like a it's a whole thing. So the whole boarding thing is out. A little and scary. Then, and then over because normally we just we just take off for uh, we take off for south of the border, but. Um, so either we, we board him, which uh, my gal is not willing to do, because we just lost our, uh, the last two years, we've lost a dog each the last two years. Oh, really? But old age. Okay. You know, so we had, we're down to the one. Boy, we don't see each other that much these days. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, lost, uh, I lost my two bulldogs each, like, staggered. So okay. year, year, and now we just have the, the, one, the one Akita. The big one. The big one. So we can't board him, and it, it's really hard asking someone to, to stay at our house and watch the big fella over- over the holidays. Sure, sure. So we just were like, ah, we can drive him to Canada. He loves the cold anyway, so we, we rented a place up there. So Are you going to BC? Yeah. yeah. Great. We're, we're outside of uh, Vancouver, so I will, I will be trading in margaritas and sunshine for- uh, For blunts. Yeah, for hockey, <laughs> for blunts, some, some, some snow. It'll be a white Christmas. Up good in good Canadian weed, baby. Coo, 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 coo. Everything's uh, available in Canada on the, uh, on the streets. So they the even streets. have full friction lap dances good as things far with, as uh, I know. Well, my yeah. lady's going with me, so we may have to we have know. to skip bring that. her along <laughs> come on let's go come on rop so he, yeah so i'm here this week though and then uh we'll we'll shut it down for the 
the holiday season. Well, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. We got uh, we got Stockwatch coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. We got in the news as well this hour, so this hour's fun. But I want to stick here in college football with a little bit of nuggets here. Jason, you actually turned me on to this. Uh, that North Dakota State head coach, Matt Entz, he left North Dakota State after winning two national titles <laughs> to be the assistant defensive coach running the linebacker squad at USC, and you might think to yourself, why the hell would you do something stupid like that? You're on there. They're two wins away from winning a third national title dude's since like, 2019. Yeah, the dude's like 60 and like 12 in his time in North Dakota State. Arguing and he the, looks like your age. Like, yes. he's young. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. Like, and he was making about 400 grand a year and then bonuses or whatever, and he's going to go be the linebackers coach at USC. First off, kudos to USC like that's a hell of a get. Like you it's stole a huge get. You stole one of the best young coordinators in the game from your crosstown rival at UCLA. Clearly a good recruiter if you're winning natties at D two. And then you go out and you get one of the best coaches uh, at, at that level to come be your your uh, your linebackers coach. But it, it goes to show you the and that defense needs it. Yeah, it goes to. Show, and by the way, I guess Lincoln Riley is is telling Lynn the uh, the the new defensive coordinator. He basically said whatever you want to do. Lynn even said the new de- the defensive coordinator is a Danton Lynn. Said Anthony Lynn's kid, by the way, old uh, oh, really? Chargers coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he even said we're going to have to change the way we practice, and and he was like, cool. He basically is telling them whatever you need from me to play good defense. Do it. We'll, we will do it. I mean, he understands. Like, hey, the, this is our this is our kryptonite. But I think poaching, arguably the best Division two coach in the country, I, I think it says something about the division that's that's going on in college football and is going to only get bigger and bigger. In fact, there was um, a, another Division II coach uh, from a smaller school. I forget what it was. I saw it today. And he penned a letter um, basically saying goodbye, saying that he he is leaving to take a similar position at, at a smaller school. He's going to go, you know, be in a, be a position coach. Wide receiver, coach, offensive line, whatever it is. And and it was this big, old, big, long letter, and he basically was saying that the feasibility now of, of small time football in the face of everything that's going on, it's it's just it just there there isn't a future there. If you want to make money, you will no longer be at those spots. And it, it used to be that you, you could stay and you made a very comfortable living and everything was fine. Four hundred grand goes a long way in Fargo, North Dakota. But the amount of responsibility and just everything that's going to go along with that, everything is shifting towards big time college football. It's and and the, the salaries are so high now. And the uh, the allure is so great. I, I just the, the ripple effect. You knew it was going to happen from athletes, and now you're seeing it even amongst coaches. Where you know the idea of a, of a coach of that caliber leaving to take a linebackers coach, not even a coordinator, let alone a head coach, because you know Klein, the the former coach there, mm-hmm. he left and took the Kansas State job. Right, like that's a no brainer. That's a great job. You know, or or you see a guy, you know, Joe Tiller or someone that you know that, that you know get bumped up, but to leave to take a linebackers coach, it just goes to show you the where college football is is heading and there will be a trickle down effect even to the division 2 level. And if you think about it too, I mean obviously money is an option. Let's you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that or 1 AA, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to call it D2 for the rest D2. of my life. All right, it's called the Rose Garden for the rest of my life. It's just stuck in my brain. Yeah. Um obviously money is a factor and I'm definitely not going to poo-poo and say, "Oh, they're not doing it for money." But it's also like what you're alluding to. There's there's no progression. There's no moving up if you don't get out now. No. And what I find interesting is to think, okay, 400 grand at North Dakota State, uh, everybody wants more money for their assistance, correct? Mm-hmm. 
USC does not release their payments, their their salaries. They don't have to. They're one of the two schools in the Pac-12 that don't have to. Now the Big Ten, but you know what I mean. What are the chances he makes more money at USC than he did in North Dakota State? 100%. 100%. 100%. You think he's at a cool mill? I don't know if he... Maybe not that high? I don't know if he's, double this I don't know if he's at a mill, but I'll bet you that he is... Yeah, I bet he's close. I'll bet you... You know, because it won't just be an assistant linebacker coach. They'll make him assistant, you know... They defense, said he's, whatever. He said he, they said he's the, the assistant. Uh, what is he's the assistant defense? Oh, I just had it. Our new assistant head coach for defense. Assistant head coach for defense. I so mean, the, the highest paid assistant coaches in college football. It's two point oh five. That's Garrett Riley, the Clemson yeah, OC. They'll so. they'll drop him. I'm guessing eight hundred grand to start. They're going to give him a car. They're going to give him a country club membership. They'll probably give him some housing subsidies. And all in all, it, it'll probably be over a million dollars worth of value, and <clears throat> then a chance to move up. And and this is this is where this is going. And like I said, the, the trickle down effect is going to be very very real. And even to the to the lower levels, you're going to get squeezed out of it. And do you want to stay at, at, at a place where increasingly budgets are going to get tight, and you're having to do more with less? It's going to be harder and harder to to continue to draw quality athletes there. Or do you want to move up and and not only get paid now? but a chance to continue to grow and continue to get paid. And if USC's defense gets turned around, Lynn ends up leaving or he ends up leaving. He'll take the coordinator right. job. If Lynn goes somewhere else, next thing you know, you're making two, two and a half million dollars a year. I mean, it's just, just it's. And it's, then in five years, you pick up the Oklahoma state job. Yes. Yeah. So and then you're the head coach. You know, it's just people at, at these lower levels. Now it's almost being manned exclusively by coaches that are in their twenties. Because some of these assistant coaches, so at least he's making four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. A lot of these assistant coaches, like I, I, a lot of guys that I played with at BYU have kind of climbed that tree. Yeah, some of them are now coaching at BYU. I got a couple that are, uh, that are that are coaching, um, you know, down in, in Utah. I know one at Oklahoma State. There's one over at Cal. Like you, you kind of spread out. But talking to some of these guys over the years, like I had a couple of buddies that when they were climbing the tree, they were at like Southern Utah. I had another one that was at Portland State. Do you know like what a tight ends coach at Portland State or Southern Utah makes? Forty? If that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought closer to six figures. But wow. <laughs> oh, no. Well, and the, well, are those like young kids usually? They're, they're like 23, all, 24 year olds, like graduate the assistant only, ages. They're the only ones that can take those jobs because you can't live. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, these lower levels of schools are going to start being made up by either people that just don't care about money, which is very few people, or the people that are very, very young because it's the only one. So it's just like it's it's going to become, again, just like a a, a same thing, like a transfer portal for coaches. You're 23, you're 24, you cut your teeth at North Dakota State, and within a year or two, God, you got to get the hell out of there because you're you're on your way up, and it's just going to be a revolving door at at these smaller schools. How far away is... The potential, like we're alluding to basically the death of one double A. I mean, it'll be around, it'll exist, but that gap between one double A and D1 is going to get larger and larger. How far away are we from that massive gap? Two years, five years, 10 years? I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, it's it's always been a challenge down there. Sure. But it it, it is, there is a day of reckoning coming. Yeah. There just, there just is, especially if some of these bigger programs stop playing these schools. Like if we get to the point where someone breaks away and it's truly the haves and the have-nots, and these schools stop getting those payments, I mean, a lot of these, like, I don't know where this goes unless it truly becomes just really, really small time taking buses and 
you know, people making no money and, and, and kind of more of a, you know, like, like non-scholarship Linfield type stuff yeah. where, you know, it's just, it, it, I, I don't know where the future of, of small football lies, Yeah, but this isn't just a dramatic shift at the top of the food chain with the, you know, the, the FBS and, and the, the power five to the power four, this will continue to trickle down all the way to your one double A, you know, programs. I said this last week. It kind of feels like when Major League Baseball decided to call like 50 minor league teams and just like say, we don't need all this development. We don't need to spend money on, you know, these teams that mm, I'd say 98% of these players never sniff the majors. And unfortunately in college football, you're seeing that happening in FBS. So what what do you think is going to happen to these Division II schools or 2A or whatever the hell you want to refer to it? They're going to go away and the University of Louisiana Lafayette's of the world are going to become what was Division II. It's going to suck, but that's going to be the level they're playing at. And those guys that still exist are going to be the ones taking the buses and kind of the smaller schools, maybe hoping to play a big school every few years. Yeah, this was the, uh, the coach I was referring to, I wanted to, 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 to pull it up. He was a Division II coach. Um, he was at uh, Tulscombe, Tennessee. His name was Jerry Odom. And uh, he was the special teams coordinator at Florida and East Carolina, so he's been at the FBS level. And he announced his decision to resign after eight years, and he had had a couple back-to-back winning seasons. And he posted a big, long letter. You can go find it on social media, and it, it's pretty good. And it, 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 it basically outlines... Hey, this is what it's like at, at the Division II level, and he, he kind of gives a warning to the next coach coming in. Like this is yeah, these are the cha- these are the challenges that that you, that you have to face. So it's it's really become now, at least according to him, and 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 I think a lot of people are going to agree with this. It's become a place where you really can't make a living. It's it, just a step. It's just it's a step. just a step. It's just a step, and you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So you get there, and like you said, get out. As fast as you humanly possibly can. Yeah, and that's uh, you know that's tough because I I think back in the day there were a lot of coaches that felt like you know you could go to a place like that and you just you know you had like institutions you know Frosty at at PLU and you know they, you'd have these people I mean, that Trestle could have stayed at Youngstown if Ohio State didn't call. Yeah, you know but, you know we've seen this. What Bo Baldwin left Eastern Washington yep, yep. and was a very successful coach and and he ended up down at Cal as their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. So like you you've seen more and more of this kind of used to be like you didn't leave those positions unless there were much greater ones at, at the head coaching levels, but you're Chip seeing, Kelly. but you know, you're seeing guys leave for coordinatorships and now you're seeing guys leave for position yeah, fascinating to think that taking a step backwards is the smart future step for you. Yeah. Well, this ain't your daddy's, uh, this ain't your grandpa's college football anymore. So buckle up as there's more stories like this. I'm sure to come over the next few years. Uh, we come back. It's everybody's favorite stock watch primetime. Isaac and Sue, Tenny the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's primetime stock watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. The man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Primetime Stock Watch is brought to you by 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your right, 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. All right, it's everybody's favorite stock watch. We do it every single Monday at 4.15. Also, I forgot to mention, you can check us out on YouTube.com slash 1080 AM. The fan, you can see my ugly face in case you don't, because I know you don't, from Wednesdays from 7 to 9. Without further ado, we'll turn it over to our fantastic producer. We're all a bunch of fillings. Except for old Souk over there, uh, Jordan Schultze. My man, take it away. Back to throw, looking left, looking right, pumps, runs out to the left. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in, walks all the dogs. Touchdown, Lamb. That was C.D. Lamb, the opening score for the Dallas Cowboys last night in the Sunday Night Football win for them over the Eagles. 33 to 13. That marks their eighth straight home game for the Cowboys of 30 points or more. They're now 10 and 3 on the season. It's impressive starting the year 3 and 2, now 10 and 3. I'm not a Cowboys fan. In fact, I hate them, but I got to say, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, they had lost to the Eagles earlier this year, obviously one last night. So buy or sell. Do you guys buy or sell that the Dallas Cowboys are better than the Eagles right now? Buy or sell that fact. I'll, I'll kick this off. Go for um, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy this. I think the Eagles, because I actually think personally this game is a lot more kind of about the Eagles than the Cowboys. I'm not quite ready to anoint the Cowboys. You know, I'm not saying they're 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 good for sure, but. Dallas still has that kind of got to prove it to me factor. Same with Dak, same with, with with McCarthy. So as much as I love that defense and the weapons on offense, I'm not quite there. I think it says more about where the Eagles are. Jalen Hurts doesn't look right. Um, that offensive line doesn't look right. There's too many turnovers. Dallas is, yes, better than Philadelphia right now. But I'm not ready to say Dallas is a world beater. Uh, yeah, they're better. The Eagles are still going to win that division. If you look at the Eagles, it the wouldn't e shock me. If well, the the tiebreakers. If if everyone wins out, if the Cowboys win out and the Eagles win out, Eagles Eagles win. Yes. Uh, and if you look at Philly's schedule, um, I'll pull it up here. So they have uh, Seattle, which is you know that's it's a tough we'll see, out. It's at Seattle it's Monday night. Out. It's a tough out. But then you got the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. That, Giants, Cards, Giants. That's nice. That. That should be that should be at worst three and one. Not a god, but more human. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you look at what Dallas has going on, 
Uh, Dallas is much tougher. I think they got Buffalo coming up. Yeah, they're at Buffalo, at Miami, and then the Lions, and then at the Commanders. So the Dallas has a much, much steeper road. So Dallas, Dallas has to almost be perfect because there's a good chance that Philly, let's let's say Philly goes three and one. So Dallas to me is the better team. Philly probably still wins that division, meaning you know you're, you're going to get a home playoff game. Dallas going to have to go on the road, but at this point, I don't see how I could look at Dallas and say that they're worse than Philadelphia. They just got done smacking them around, and, yep. and Philly all year has looked a little bit like a fraud. Dare I say it's a little bit like Kansas City. The record was really good, but you looked at it and you're like, yeah, man, I, I don't know about this. And now I think you've seen the wheels come off both of those a little bit, although I think Kansas City is, is losing by a, a hair, whereas Philly just has been smacked around now by the two, what I believe, truly elite teams in the NFC. They could have lost that first game, too. Yeah, so, yeah, Dallas is Dallas is better. I still think that they are a huge step behind uh, San Francisco. I think there's a huge gap between San Francisco and everyone else. But to me, the second-best team in the NFC right now, and I think it's pretty easy to me, it's the Dallas Cowboys. How many of those games where they scored more than 30 points were on grass? That's the That's question. I don't know if I need the answer because I think the discrepancy, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think the discrepancy of what they score on turf versus what they score yeah, on grass saw, is wildly different. Yeah, they showed that like a week or two ago. Yeah, and, and, and so you're right. Going on the road in Buffalo, boy, I like Buffalo in that game. Like, lay the big wood down on that game sort of thing. Yeah, that's Pat Mahomes after the game talking to Josh Allen following the 20 to 17 loss the Chiefs experienced to the Bills. They had a go-ahead touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey threw a perfect spiral to Kadarius Tony, and that ended up being called back because Tony was standing on or over the line of scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people called Pat Mahomes a crybaby today. I he agree. Look, he looked like a bitch. He does, yeah, call it, it. <laughs> call well, it like you call it. And I and I even wrote in my notes: Is Patrick Mahomes being a bitch? Yes, that's all. Obvious, but my buy or sell for you guys, great players wouldn't be great without help from the officials. Great Ow. players would not be great. The level, the level of anger that Pat Mahomes showed last night when it did not go his way, when he's struggling to get it right, when his team doesn't have a number one weapon, I uh, it just made me think like, you know, great players without referees putting LeBron James at the line all the time, protecting quarterbacks all the time wouldn't be as good. But I might be overstepped. By yeah, him. I would say you overstepped by a Kadarius Tony. Like you're <laughs> very clearly yeah, you're, overstepped. Yeah, you're not on the line, my man. You're like nine yards in front of the line. You're standing in the second. Well, Pat Mahomes would be bitching in He's, my in my defense. Patrick Mahomes so. is the best player in football, period. He's yep. been the best player in, in football for yep. the last four five years and, and the same thing with LeBron James sure I mean look when, when you've established yourself and you get calls yeah it helps you but there's a reason why you establish you know getting calls because you're the best player in, in your sport and they tend to give you they tend to give you a a, a little bit of a pass so I don't feel bad because Kansas City is constantly being told by everybody that they get the benefit of the doubt and the one time it doesn't go your way and by the way Mahomes did say he, he felt bad the way he uh, approach Josh Allen. He, he he was like, yeah, it's that, that that's bad. He said, dude, you look like a bitch. You do. And by the way, if you're gonna do the whole, it was a penalty, but you shouldn't have called it. You won a Super Bowl last year on that exact same thing on Bradbury in the Philadelphia secondary. So, yeah. like, it was that's the most ridiculous thing. And 
almost everything about Patrick Mahomes I like outside of his wife. This is the first time that something has happened that has made me truly dislike and root against Patrick Mahomes. Because, again, you sound like a whiny bitch. Yeah, we'll get to more of this in the 5 o'clock hour. But, yeah, I'll sell it, too. I mean, we talk about... We talk about superstar treatment in the NBA and how god-awful we hate that. I don't think the NFL lives in that same world. I think the only time superstar treatment really comes out in the NFL is a roughing the passer. That's really kind of it. And they don't get it every time. You know, Mahomes might get hit and go down and it might be a little borderline. They don't get it every time. But that's the only time I would ever say refs truly show any bias in the NFL. Do the refs make more mistakes in the NFL than any other sport? Potentially. I mean, baseball can be pretty bad, too. The NBA can be absolutely atrocious where they just don't even have rules anymore. But the NFL, I think, is one of the better leagues about not giving favorites. I just can't believe that there's this much outrage. I get it if it's if it's close. My God. Like, and by the way, on that same play, your right tackle was was in the backfield again. <laughs> He's been called for like a thousand times this year. Andy Reid benched him because he couldn't line up. He was in the backfield again, and they didn't call it. I mean, how hard is it to look down the line? By the way, like there isn't a player that's cost his team more games than than Tony. Like, if he just weren't on the Chiefs, they would be significantly better. That is the truth. It's your own fault. I just I love this idea of. Yeah, it was a penalty, but you shouldn't call it. Shut up. It's not that hard to line up on sides, jackass. Thank you. Um, this is a dream come true. I want to first give thanks to God, you know, for all the glory. He's my rock, my savior. Um, he blessed me with the talents and ability to get here, all the special people here to develop these skills. To Bo, Mike, and Marvin, you guys are amazing. I enjoy watching y'all, but the competition is never over. I look forward to seeing you guys on Sundays. That is LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, winner of the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, he was obviously reading from a piece of paper there. Uh, But the debate really went out the window about who was going to win the Heisman after the conference championships. Uh, At least on Twitter, it still raged on a bit. But a distant second was Michael Penix. And then third and fourth, Bo Nix and Marvin Harrison Jr. barely even registered guys on the voting. Um, But that's not really what I'm focusing on. Jaden Daniels had a great season. But here's my buy or sell. He would have won the Heisman. Do you buy or sell that he would have won the Heisman with the exact same stats and team record at Arizona State? Uh, No, probably yeah, not. I'm with you. No, not at all. I watched him at Arizona State. He had talent. He definitely had talent, um, but he was misused on a, on a crappy team um, with bad coaching. Uh, I mean, as much as I'm with you, Suk, I listen to you all the time, and you have every right to bang on Brian Kelly. That guy is one of the biggest pieces I've ever seen in all of sports, let alone college football. And But the guy runs a decent program as far as, I mean, everybody's a crook, so we can bitch and moan about that all we want. LSU's a good program. They've got good coaches. They get good recruits. I think Jaden Daniels wins it if he's at Arizona State, too. I don't. Uh, I, I think the, the SEC thing. Um, and look, he had phenomenal numbers, but a lot of those numbers, look, in their three losses, he was average against Florida State. He was average against Alabama. He was phenomenal against Ole Miss. And they got smacked by Florida State. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't on him. The Ole Miss game wasn't on him. But he wasn't phenomenal in the Bama game, although he did get hurt in that. So, you know, I take it for what it's worth. A lot of those numbers were in just ridiculous blowouts. He put up comic book numbers. And I think that he goes down as one of the worst Heisman Trophy winners in in the history of the of the sport. I just think it's interesting that 
so much of the Heisman just comes down. It's the same way, like when you vote for president or whatever. Very few people are voting on any sort of uh, of like like deep seated. Hey, I've looked into his policies. Merit. You, you, yeah. you do one of two things: either you vote down the ticket and you're like Democrat, Republican, right. or Republican, or there's like one thing that you you gravitate to, mm-hmm. right? There's just one thing. Well, he looks presidential, or this one issue, and I think that's the Heisman Trophy: is there's either vote down the ticket, which is traditional power, LSU, ridiculous numbers, or there's like a great Heisman moment. And Daniels doesn't have doesn't have that Heisman moment. That's the big thing that I was going to say. Where's your Heisman moment? I saw Mariota do it. I've seen, you know, fill in the blank, Joe Burrow. Hey, baby, there's some but, Heisman moments in there. But it's so weird because you could take like Bo Nix that if 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 Bo Nix had if they had won the Pac-12 title game, and Bo Nix played exactly the same, right? Let's say that uh, there's a pick six. Penix throws a pick six, and Jackson takes it back the other way, and and Oregon wins. Bo Nix wins the Heisman. Easily. Nothing changes. Easily. But Bo Nix does it. But because Bo Nix lost that last game to Michael Penix, we're like, well, we can't give him the Heisman because he got outdueled by Michael Penix. Well, well then give the, that guy the then Heisman. Then give Michael <laughs> Penix the Heisman for being 13 and 0 and outdueling Bo Nix. But you didn't because, again, it, it goes back to the, I think a lot of people uh, vote, it, it, let's say, party lines. Party lines. And the party line is traditional power, East. Or Southern football. The SEC's going to want that Heisman Trophy in there. And so I, I think that that's where it just went down the line because I'll, I'll flip it, right? Let's say that, that Daniels, you mentioned, does he win it at Arizona State, okay? I put Jaden Daniels' numbers at Arizona State and they go 9-3. and three. But I put whoever, whatever quarterback you want down at LSU, and he has Michael Penix's numbers, but they're 13-0. and 0, And they won the SEC. That's called I, Joe Burrow. I promise you who wins the, the, the Heisman Trophy is the kid from LSU. Yeah. So we've seen this with Christian McCaffrey. We've seen it with Toby Gerhardt. Uh, we've seen it time Luck. and time. You want to Luck. stick with the Stanford kids there for a moment? We've yeah. seen it time and time again. In Dominican Sue, it's he could have won that. It's just really damn hard to win one out here. But if you were going to give it to Bo Nix, and you would have, then you should have given it to Michael Penix for beating Bo Nix. But I said it. The moment that Bo Nix lost that game, I said that that Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy, and and it's true. And they'll look back on this, I think, and it will be viewed as one of the weaker Heisman Trophies ever given out. Which is too bad because there was actual competition. All right, that is Stockwatch, brought to you by Goldberg and Jones, 1-800-DIVORCE. When we come back, it's time for In the News, but first, there's Schultze with sports. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. 
got the Hot 5 at 5 coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, the third hour, so stick around for that. But today is December 11th, 2023. It is time for In the News. I am your backup bullpen news reporter today, but thankfully I've got... Uh, I got my trusty sidekick here in uh, Jason Skinnick. You're like, right you're like when the, the weekend news anchor yeah. gets bumped up. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm just doing weather as always. I'm just here. Yeah. If Lester you're Holt my... has COVID, I'm the guy that slides right in. You're champ kind. I'm just in here. You know, just here hanging out. Slides right in. A cowboy hat whammy in it. I'm good. I've been watching uh, the morning show a lot lately. I just fully caught up with that. That's on Apple TV. In the morning? Oh, is with, that the... uh, Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. The, there's a really good one. I think it's... God, it's been a long time. Uh, I think it's called Newsroom. Newsroom, yeah, yeah. With, on HBO. with Jeff Daniels. I'm, ha- I'm halfway through the first season, so please don't don't kill me yet. Uh, the morning show? No, uh, Newsroom. Newsroom. Oh, the Newsroom's awesome. Yeah. The morning show just gets really preachy in season three, and they make you wait two years in between each season. I'm okay. It was great. Uh, today is National Stretching Day. Um, <laughs> shout out Ken Griffey Jr. for that. Uh, Jason, I have to imagine stretching is one of the most important things of your life these it days. It sucks because uh, I have to do it now. And right. I'm here to you tell have you, to do it. Throughout my entire athletic endeavor, no one stretched less than me. <laughs> like My strength conditioning coach used to get so mad at me. I didn't really believe in stretching. I just, you know, it's what the first handful of minutes or whatever you're doing. Unfortunately now, I, I, I have to stretch. It, it, it is a, a, a necessity simply uh, to get around. Every the day. day there is probably a 15 minute to 20 minute dedicated. I stretch every day. Because if I don't, uh, it's not. It's not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna go well. Well, shout out Ichiro Suzuki. That's how he basically stayed off the injured list his entire career. Yeah, you got stretch. Yeah. yeah, you really, really do. You got God's given talent, so like, uh, juice that baby up. The older you get, I need to juice it up. Let's go. <laughs> you should <laughs> need to get on that Canseco plan. Yeah, you gotta Green, uh, clear. Y- you gotta stretch. Uh, raise your hand for the YouTubers if you live in Clark County. Yeah, right here. Hey, right here. That's two of us. Uh, so yesterday at 4.09 a.m., deputies responded to reports of a northbound car driving erratically on Northeast 117th Avenue, the 9500 block of Vancouver. A huh? uh, deputy attempted a traffic stop of a red Camry, stolen car in a shock. Damn red Camry. They were on 503, uh, did almost 100 miles an hour. Finally, the spikes came out and they got that. They seized the car. They arrested two of them, found a gun in uh, and some ammunition in the car. The third suspect was seen clinging to the side of a semi-truck, leaving the area, oh. and has yet to be arrested. Hey, you know what? Kudos for him from going on the land. That's what I thought. You know, that's like an old Wild Wild West sort of thing, right? You just grab onto the, the, the train's thing. rolling, and yeah. you just jump on, throw your bag? I never understood that. I would think that getting on a train would be the easiest way to get caught. Uh, you just follow the train. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> like you can't make a hard left, but good for that guy. And I think it's because you're on horseback and the train's moving, so it's a little harder yeah. to catch up with the train. It's kind of... It's just... That's kind of a... I, I, I can't remember the last time I heard of someone getting away by just... And they saw him. Yeah, they're like, there he is. They couldn't follow the... Se- questions. I yeah. couldn't follow the... the semi-truck? Maybe yeah. it was just one of those like, hey, man, you're willing to jump onto a semi, I give you the... I give you the thumbs up. Oh, yeah, you deserved it. You deserved to go. VPD kind of goes, you know what? We got two of them, the car and the gun. We'll let that guy. Hey, man. I think we've all it's run. Like that Poncho and Lefty song. Exactly. <laughs> we could have got, got him. We could have got him, but we let, let him, him go. go. Ah, we'll, be, we'll be in Ohio soon enough, <laughs> dying 
old age. Like we've all run from time to time. Sure. It happens. Sure. We've all run from time to time. Maybe you, it's just because the GTA never, 6 trailer came out like a couple days ago, but this is this is very, very similar yeah. to playing a game of Grand Theft Auto. Like, I'm running from the cops, I jump into the moving train, and then just stop chasing me. Like, <laughs> this is real life right now? Really? If you've never run from the cops... Yeah, you're not you, living. You're not living. You get out there and mix it up yeah. a little bit more. Take some more chances Come in your life. Come on. Come on. Maybe, maybe not at our age, but like as a youth. Oh, I'm not running from anybody nah, right now. Nah, nah, my knees. You know, my yeah. wife could catch me. Easily. I like the idea, though. Now, I, now I think if I do uh, end up in a kerfuffle, I'm, I'm looking for the nearest semi. <laughs> Let's go. That's my new escape route, too. I'm with you. All right, we come back. I'm going to do uh, the trilogy of Jason Sukanik's news in the greater Portland area. We'll get to all three of those next. Primetime, Harrison Souk, Danae the Fan. All right, sticking with this, it's 4.51. you got a loaded third hour coming on, so don't forget that. But we'll stick here in the news. I kind of found this fun as a true P1 of primetime, and I usually catch in the news on my way home every day. I have found the holy trinity of one Jason Sukanik's roaming news reports that he that he loves talking about. I hope so. Let's go. What do, do, do we have the homeless on the high seas again? What, we, what do I got? I, it's not that good, but it's more, just more kind of updates on, on, on your world here. Uh, PPS Superintendent Guadalupe Guerrero, you know, the guy who runs Portland schools but lives in San Francisco? Yes. Uh, he is stepping down. Wow. He is calling it quits. Uh, his last day will be February 16th. So they solved the uh, he solved the the strike and then like he's out and then he's out. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like a good thing I for don't him. I, I just, like, hey guys, I did this and now like make me San Francisco, whatever. I'm or, assuming that's a high paying job. Or is it like uh, we're pushing you out because yeah, you kind of wa- screwed this? That's what I wonder. But, like, I'm assuming that's a fairly high-paying job. Like, principals, like, superintendents, that's a good job. Oh, you're getting, like, I think at least high twos for superintendents. I would assume. Portland Public School District. But that also, at the same time, seems like one of the most miserable jobs. Like, I mean, look, I'm not saying I would dig ditches over that. <laughs> but being in charge of public schools. At least I'd be in shape. I'd be fired <laughs> in, like, seven seconds. Uh, Portland Public Schools, this was in 2022, approved a $322,000 contract for Guadalupe Guerrero. Hell yeah, he's doing yeah, all right. Guadalupe. He's doing all right. Good for you, although, let me tell you what, that job still sucks. But <laughs> sucks a little bit less when you're making three large. That's Let's go. That's the truth. All right. Uh, in number two of things you love to talk about, uh, Tina Kotek, you know, uh, the governor yes. of uh, the great state of Oregon. Oh, yes. She has her 10 recommendations to improve downtown Portland. Yes, but more importantly, this is coming from the task force. Because if there's one thing that I love more than anything else, I love a good citywide task force. Big, big fan. Big fan. Big fan of that task force. I'm waiting for someone to put me on a task force. I've got ideas. Yeah, yeah. But no one's calling me the cowards. You clearly have experience, too. I I need that. Member of the media, weatherman, news. You clearly know what's going on. When Mingus Maps wins, Mingus... Call me, man. I'm, I'm full of ideas. Let's go. Let's make this happen. Yeah, we need more bald, white male representatives uh, of Portland. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, what are you saying? I know what I'm talking about. We do need more. <laughs> do we have a bald, white representative on the... Uh, I mean, Mingus is bald got two black, that would do it right not, now. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Not, yeah, Mingus is bald. Yeah, it's fine. Black, uh, let's see. Her ideas are further, further elevate law enforcement response in the central city. Expand Duh. Central City's homeless shelter capacity. Duh. Increase safe and accessible options for unsheltered people. 
Focus peer-delivered services and street outreach workers. Love those street out- outreach people. Ramp up existing infrastructure for effective and speedy implementation of a public use band, but that needs legislative approval. Yeah. Ban the public use of controlled substances and reduce barriers to prosecuting drug delivery. Hey. Okay. And where we move up, move us to our third story in the trilogy of Jason Sukanik's loves, declare a tri-government fentanyl emergency. Love the tri-governments. This, I don't know what that means, but let's go. This is on the cusp of the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office in a months-long investigation ended in several, result, several arrests uh, in Oregon City. 50 pounds of 52 pounds of fentanyl was seized. Yeah. And it was most of it was found in a black trash bag in a busted up cardboard box. I saw yeah, the picture yeah. of this. Yeah. That box, there's like fentanyl dust all over. Like if you touch that and mm-hmm. lick your tongue, you gone. Your hoop. Did you see what you happened to the guy it, that got gone. arrested for it? Uh-huh. His name was uh, Luis Funes. So he was the guy that arrested in connection with that with the big giant fentanyl bust. Did you just bust. grab a big lick? Well, remember like it was the one where they had all that cash and they had the couple guns and all that. Yeah, yeah. So they arrested him and then they released him on, on bond. He's gone. He skipped his first court date. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Like, how about really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sure he saw has that money today. stashed somewhere I saw else. saw that today. Yeah, old Luis. Yeah, he was busted on outstanding warrants and new charges to follow, but was released before they could be filed, according to the Multnomah County prosecutors. And so he had like a day in court. Yeah, he didn't show. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, catch and release. That's one of the best things law enforcement has implemented. Yeah, he was the lead years. suspect in that record-setting fentanyl bust in Portland just last week. But, um, yeah, they, they got him out. Like, they didn't file the new charges in time. And shocker, he didn't wait around. They're like, hey, I think we're going to file some new charges. And he was like, cool, <laughs> cool. Let me know how that turns out. Yeah, El Chapo, he has to dig through his jail cell. Portland, they'll let our fentanyl dealer of, of epic proportions it's just like, walk out That's the most Portland thing I've ever seen. Like, we have a record-setting fentanyl bus. 52 pounds. We got the guy responsible. And he gone. And he's just gone. <laughs> Uh, 8,000 8, fentanyl pills and one pound of powder. Uh, Sergeant Matt Ferguson says that is potentially 11 million doses. <laughs> Get you, baby. Get you, well, baby. Good thing he's not sticking around to face those charges. Something tells me we're not going to see him for a while. I think the other two are still in custody. Well, they're like, not getting out now. They're pissed at old Luis. Yeah, there was a couple other people that were... Uh, we're now that, flight risks because of you. But yeah, like he was the, he was the main dude and... Uh, yeah, he's not coming back. So just God bless Portland. Nope, that's we're, it. We're doing great. We're doing great. City that works. <laughs> hey, at least we got a task force. And by the way, every one of those things seems like a very reasonable thing. Sure. How come we can't do any of them? They all seem very obvious and like we've heard those solutions for the past 20 years. Well, yeah, well, yeah it just like all it, it all boils down to <clears throat> you know, why yeah. is the economy so crap? Well, because capitalism rules everything around me. It's more like, hey, I need to be, stop being a fat ass. I need a task force. What are we going to do? Well, I, you could go to the gym. Let's take a walk and less. And I don't know. It's just merely recommendations. I don't know if we're going to do any of that. I moved from craft beer to cheap beer. Like, that's the best I got going for me. As Charles Barkley says, I don't lift weights because they're heavy, and I don't work out because I get tired. That is... December 11th of 2023. When we come back, the Hot Five at Five. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 